So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an amazing week. I know that you know, summer is coming to an end and school is starting and transitions can be challenging and also welcoming opportunities to create change, to create a shift of perspective. The fall is one of my favorite times to really reflect and kind of dive inward, take some time to just be. The season really lends itself to a sensory experience. There's something that definitely um, pops uh, for the senses this time of year. The light Um, the light kind of changes, of course, the changing of the colors of the leaves and there's just a different smell. And, um, I invite you to, to really dive into what you're noticing, just what you're noticing in your body, um, and in the world, you know, out in the, in the outer world of nature of the earth herself. I took this week um, to decide to only work when I'm working. So instead of, you know, catching up on chores, which are all my own to-do list, no one else asks me to do them. 
Of course, I think it's important for my son to have clean clothes and healthy food to eat and that kind of thing, but it is still um, a choice that I make. And I decided to kind of do the bare minimum as far as, you know, always doing the laundry, always tidying up and really just leaving it until after I'm done with the workday and then doing it all done so I can really be off on my days off and really just enjoy being with him instead of always having like the next thing to do because it doesn't matter. And if I shift my perspective, then I can know that I'm just really can be satisfied and enjoying myself. And, you know, even if there's a little bit of untidiness that, that first of all, that won't kill me, but I can also then kind of reap the benefits of my time off and be really present and focused with my family and with my son. We went camping for a couple of days and it was so awesome. We were right by the playground and he got to just meet new friends and play and we went kayaking. So it was so lovely. And then I came home and just decided to not do much. And I, that's hard for me sometimes. So I welcome you to see if you can really take a full day off. Can you really, you know, leave the dishes and, um, you know, make a peanut butter sandwich for dinner or whatever it needs to be just to rest and be present with what is, um, So I got this inspiration from a podcast that my son listens to, my son and Matthew, um, and it's called Purple Rocket Podcast. So shout out to them. It's amazing. It's a um, really incredible children's podcast that's really fun for the whole family. And the guy does all the voices and there's different seasons of stories, but he gives a shout out to the people that leave a review. And Matthew actually left a review for Emmett that they got a shout out for. And it was really awesome. And it was, we were on, you know, at a camping trip and Emmett was telling everyone, wherever you get your podcast, listen to Purple Rocket Podcast. So to inspire my beautiful listeners to leave me a review, because it would be so awesome. It's how other people get this message across and inspires them to listen to the show. I thought I could read a few reviews because I don't have, I have, you know, stars, but I don't have a lot of written reviews. And I know a lot of people have quit drinking just listening to the show or really been inspired to start examining their relationship to alcohol from a different perspective. So this one is from CGMV26. Hey, I have been listening for about six months. If you want to have a better understanding of your relationship with alcohol and maybe just want to learn more about being the best version of you, Mary is very relatable and shares her message and story with love and vulnerability. Great tools and perspectives. I highly recommend. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's amazing to really go through and read some of these and it would be such a an honor to have you leave a quick note about what you've taken away from this and how this has supported you and transforming your relationship to alcohol, because I just want this show to be of service, changing my relationship to alcohol, not having to decide about it, not having to spend so much time worrying about it. Well, now I don't spend any time worrying about it has changed my life. I have so much more emotional management. I'm pursuing my dreams. I still have problems, but I 
I honor them. I deal with my emotions. I get angry. I feel regret or shame. And I confront myself with for who I am naturally. And it becomes easier over time. And I want to embrace this full experience of humanity, of who I was born to be naturally without needing to check out and run away from it. And you know, that is a natural thing that I believe we want to do. And then you just take a nap, right? Or you can... You know, sometimes when it gets too overwhelming, there are tools to use, which is feeling and allowing your emotions. But sometimes you just want to read a book and take a nap, right? And it's not perfect, but there are other options. And then you get to feel excited and proud and honor yourself. But it does take work. And that's what I wanted to talk about today on the show. This is the fifth and final episode of our installment about the five mistakes that people make that make quitting drinking impossible. So the first mistake was that there are no mistakes. There are no right and wrong in this life in general. There are just the results that you want. So we're always setting ourselves up to this standard of this hypothetical norm, you know, these broad brush strokes of black and white. And it's kind of like, well, what are specifically, what are the problems, right? What are the right and the wrong for you that you want to choose? So that's number one. Number two, is expecting a different result with the same strategy. So just going in and saying, okay, I'm never drinking again, but not really understanding, well, so now what, right? And so in that show, I give you some strategy to choose. The third episode or the third mistake is alcohol is queen versus your queen. So it's like alcohol is the normal way. I have the problem when I think it's the opposite. I'm the normal way (laughs) that I was born. Alcohol is the one that changes me. And that is the, that is the belief that I will stick to till the end of my dying day. That that's the cultural narrative that we really have wrong is that alcohol is normal, but I have the problem because I, it's getting in my way. No, 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 no. You are normal. You were born how you are. You have natural reactions to things. Alcohol changes your chemistry, right? So it's the problem, not you. The fourth mistake is that you care what other people think, right? So I said, um, OPP is other people's problems. What other people think about your relationship to alcohol is their problem. And the truth is, is most people don't really care and really to, it's more towards the positive side, but you have to make decisions for you. And when you become confident in your belief in changing your relationship to alcohol becomes solidified, it really doesn't matter what other people think. And, you know, if you examine some other beliefs that you have in your life, your faith, your religion, you know, your politics, whatever, it's like the things that you are really strong and, and, and have a lot of conviction about, you don't need justification. You don't need validation, right? It's the things that we tend to not feel really solid and anchored and that we seek validation from the outside for. But the only time that you can ever really have that strong fire, sure validation is when it comes from yourself. And the fifth and final mistake that people make is the lack of commitment to creating, you know, a container for this work. This is self, the, the, the school of self-inquiry, right? You are unlearning how to live life without alcohol. And you are learning about the woman that you are in this moment, alcohol-free. And there is so much wisdom that you have inside of you that you have yet to experience, that you have yet to let shine 
that is waiting, just dormant, waiting to be expressed. And it takes some time to get away from the habitual nature of alcohol and the body wanting that chemical reward, right? Because it's a really big like flood of pleasure response. But when you start to pay attention to the subtleties of long-term joy and the joy of having your own back, that starts to become the obvious choice, right? But you have to make a commitment. You can't just show up, you know, you don't drink one day or you drink one day and then everything goes to shit or you have an event you go to and you have a drink and now you're starting from square one. That's not how it works. This is a process of learning about life, about learning about yourself, about learning about your beliefs, right? So when you do anything. And I've talked about this before, like you create a container for it. You, you go to a school, you sign up for a class, right? You, um, I mean, even in your family, it's like you have this house that becomes kind of like the way that you study things or you create a a monthly or a weekly meeting for your business or for even some people do household meetings, right? So you create this container to evaluate, right? Where you get to be that student, where you be in the beginning phases of this and it will change, you know, but I'm constantly examining, you know, my thing right now is respect. How can I respect my decisions and my words and my actions and, you know, and and know that other people are respecting them too. And if it's not in alignment with that respect, then like I got to reevaluate that. And that's hard because we say stuff, we do stuff that, you know, we're not proud of, but it's like, you can't go back. You can only go forward. So what is the tool or the strategy for next time? Usually it's just silence. (laughs) When you're triggered, just get quiet, right? Um, Oh my God, I heard this beautiful thing. Oh, oh, there's this woman. I should put it in the show notes. Um, Reverend Cindy Paulos, and she is a reverend, and she, you know, I don't even know a reverend of what I think it's like a universe, like a Unitarian type of church. Um, but she does talk about God, and she talks a lot about metaphysics and chakras, and um, she does like these meditations. But she does these talks as well. And this one meditation I did on Insight Timer. It was peace, be still, peace, be still. And wow, that message, like we have access to peace when we can be still. And so, so much of the time, it's like we want to go off. We, you know, we're triggered because of feeling not heard, feeling not validated, feeling like the world is out to get us, feeling like we're out to get ourselves. Our kids just won't listen. Our partners feels like it's disrespecting us. Like, this is what I'm dealing with right now (laughs) is like, take that step back, you know? And for so, I mean, I don't choose to not drink anymore because it's just not a choice anymore. I just don't drink because I don't want to, but I still have tools that I'm learning about how I want to show up in the world and that reactivity for patient, 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 patient. Okay. That's my last straw. And then I'm like, you know, kind of acting in a way that doesn't feel in alignment with that idea, that value of respect for myself and for the other people, just humans in general that I have, regardless of if we see eye to eye, like, you know, I don't believe that acting out or, you know, in like a kind of a violent and like angry way, um, is the way I want to express myself to others. Now, anger is an okay expression, 
So what do I have to do is I have to practice that. I have to really visualize myself being triggered and, you know, peace be still. Take that step back. Come back to it later. Understand that this person is not trying to hurt me. It's not malicious, right? And I know that deep down, but when we're triggered, right, it is getting to the root of our most basic needs. When we're being triggered, we are in our root chakra. We are imbalanced and we are like, my survival right now is being threatened. Who I am is being threatened. Whether it's a real or perceived threat, and that is when, you know, the fire comes out. And that's what happens with alcohol. And so what we would, you know, you know, what I did in the past, what I would be anger that would trigger this thing. I'm going to have a drink, right? To like calm, right? But now I move forward. I evaluate what I did, what I want to do different. And I don't make it about the other person. I take personal responsibility for myself, for my thoughts, feelings, and actions. Because if I show up differently, I get a different result, right? And so I have to create sacred time for that. So what I do is I get up early every day. I get up before everyone in the house gets up. So I make sure I have time for my sacred practices, which is meditation, movement, and usually some sort of self-reflection through writing or reading and that deeper sense of self-inquiry. And that is crucial to me. And, you know, in an ideal world, I would be kind of reflecting on that again, you know, in the evening. And this is something, and sometimes, you know, it kind of can get worse before it gets better. It's like, once you start thinking about something, it's really in the forefront of your mind where when you're drinking, you just kind of numb it out and sweep it under the rug, but no problems get solved, right? So it's like an active participation in life, an active engagement in knowing thyself, in learning. And when it comes to alcohol, there's a lot of schools of thought out there. Um, and there was one review that was like, for women only, and it wasn't a really positive review. And it's like, yeah, this is for women only in, in this way. I think these tools apply to humanity. Um, and I do work with a lot of spirituality and in, um, in energetic concepts in my re- approach to changing your relationship to alcohol. But this is my firsthand lived experience. And that's why I think it's so important that there are many uh, different alternatives for quote unquote recovery or changing your relationship to alcohol because it's not a one size fits all. Our brain isn't a one size fits all. And, you know, it isn't me to be in sacred service and to express myself authentically so that I'm attracting the people that resonate with this message. And it, you know, it won't resonate with everyone, of course, but. <clears throat> I really hope that the tools of becoming, well, I mean, I know they do, the tools of becoming the witness and using compassion and curiosity can lend itself to everyone. Um, And so maybe I should like put like four women only, I don't know, but I've had men listen to this show that have gotten a lot out of it also, but... I mean, maybe it is a girls club and I think that that's okay that we need sacred space. I also host a, you know, sister circle every month that is for, you know, for those that identify as women that they come in and we have a sacred container to be able to express um, the way that we work in this world. And I think that that's, that's really an important piece is to be able to relate, right? And so the sacred container of one-on-one coaching does that. We are looking at the framework specifically from the viewpoint of alcohol and how it interweaves into the rest of our life. And then, you know, the alcohol is the doorway 
into the process of self-inquiry. But because there is an understanding and an experience and a framework of also, you know, cognitive behavior and emotional processing tools and holistic health through mindfulness and like what we see through our five senses is not everything that's going on here, right? Like there's a bigger story, right? So whether this is, you know, woo, like I always like to say, woo you too, because like this is this is reality. I mean, we know that there's a mystery to life. We know that there's energetic quality to the vibration of our emotions that, that resonate in different ways. And when we create this container through one-on-one coaching or if you, you know, really dedicate and commit to yourself to self-study, through whatever means it is, then you have a framework to examine, to explore, to evaluate. And that is one of the mistakes people make is not giving themselves the time, whether it's 10 minutes a day or an hour a day, um, to really to say this matters, like this moment matters. And I'm going to continue to show up and commit to this as a lifelong inquiry, not just about alcohol, but that's the starting point, right? So having said that, look at your calendar, put it on there, make a commitment to yourself just like any other time and not just to listen to this show or another podcast. That's kind of called passive action, right? But to question, to answer some questions for yourself, to really understand the reasons why you're drinking, the problems that it's solving, or to simply just sit and be and explore the sensations in your body. That would be the first step. Put one time in a week that you can commit to, wake up a half hour earlier, make yourself some tea, and just be with yourself. Be with life without so much doing And this will change everything. Light a candle, create some sacredness, a sacred container of commitment for you. If you want to explore this further, I am here for you. You can follow the link in the show notes after you leave me a review to sign up for um, an alignment session. I would love to connect. Thank you for your presence, your authenticity, and just for continuing to start this journey of self-inquiry because you are here. Now you just take that one next step of some massive action and commit to deepening this practice and just watch what shows up for you. Have an amazing week, you all. I'm so glad that you're here. Bye. If a life of deeper self-mastery and feminine embodiment is calling you, but alcohol is the one constant in your way, I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's your opportunity to apply the tools and principles from the show to your life one step at a time. Together, we create the safe and sacred container to explore the habit of alcohol, the power of choice, and awaken your inner light. Schedule a complimentary alignment session where I will help you uncover the next best step for you on your journey of discovering what's possible on the other side of alcohol. Follow the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't wait to connect.